Welcome to the Celtic Way podcast, where we look to bring a fresh vision of spiritual life by nurturing a vibrant, evolving, and sustainable life with God in nature. Celtic spirituality is an ancient tradition of seeing God in everyone and in everything. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Celtic Way podcast. We are in now, this This identifies as week six, actually, because we did an introduction and then there's four seasons and now we're doing a recap. So this is week six of Praying with the Seasons and Scott has so graciously and humbly led us through an incredible time of learning exactly what this means. And if you missed any of it, all the podcasts are there. So just listen to them all so that you can get a very collaborative view of what it is that we're talking about here. So Scott, today we bring it home. We recap, we talk about what we've talked about and hopefully give some encouragement moving forward. So where do we go from here? We open up the gift again and again and again, right? Because praying with the seasons just gets us right into the core values and the core beliefs of how I see Celtic Christianity. And I say how I see, because Celtic way always has a little different nuance for that, but I'm really just ready to jump in. You ready to go? I am ready to go. I'm so excited. And this has been so good for me as well, because as you know, I come out of a very Western mindset as you do, Scott, and Mm -hmm. this idea of prayer has been a challenge and even just the general concept of God sometimes is challenging. And so this has been beautiful to, to connect with something that I think has always made sense to me. And you've been able to put some words to it that has helped myself and I'm sure a lot of other listeners as well. So thank you for leading us through this, first oh, of all. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. One of the people that I work with, she is Celtic. She's a pagan. And she said to me very much similar thing today. The whole God word, she said, it's just so hard. And I said, what about the word presence? Ooh, I like that. And that's what she said. She goes, presence, always be in the presence. I said, always, inescapably, wonderfully, beautifully, we are always in the presence. And I said to Rihanna, not only is the presence all around us, it's within us. Yes, and that's maybe the key that is hard for us to grasp onto. It's interesting because I was on a podcast recording just yesterday and they were as well struggling with that word God. And at the end of the oh. podcast, they were thinking about, well, we don't want to keep using the word God because of what that might bring up in some people's hearts when they hear it. And so they were talking about using the word divine or using the word universe, but I'm going to get back to them and mention this idea of presence. That makes a lot oh. more sense when I hear it. Presence to me is intimate. It's close, you know, it's surrounded and we are embraced. So I'm going to go back and I won't beat this drum any more than I normally do, but it's all about developing an awareness. The only way I know how to do that is in the quietness, in the stillness, in meditation, contemplation, day in, day out, every morning. I'm with the same group Monday through Friday and Saturday, Sunday by myself. But every day we are in the presence and it's developed. Our awareness of this is because of the silence we participate in every day. A little bit contrary to our culture, right? Yes, very contrary to our culture. We are such doing-oriented, we forget about the power of just being. 
Yes, because didn't you say, Scott, earlier, maybe it was even in this series that we are human beings, not human doings. I think I heard you say that. (laughs) Right. And it's just amazing to me. I was with a bunch of lawyers today in the silence, and they're like, we are all about words in our work. Everything is about talking and listening and engaging and discussing, you know. It's such a shift when you say, be still. And the psalmist says, be still and know, right? Everything flows out of this. And the Celts did this. We've talked about it. They practice meditation every day. They develop their awareness. I actually believe that they did this before Christianity came. I think the Druids taught people how to increase their awareness and to listen deeply and to spend time in silence. So it was a natural step for the Christians to come in and continue this in the Celtic lands. The core belief that makes all of this work is the Celtic's central belief that God's presence is within and around everything that lives, everything that is created. And the more they discover about the universe and the spaces and the dark matter, and I mean, just fascinating when they take these super cameras and they can take a picture and all of a sudden the dark matter is turned to light and you can literally see how everything is just connected to every other thing. What we learn from nature, what we have to get back to if we have a chance as a species to get back to living in harmony with the rest of the planet, is all the gifts that nature provides and everything that nature wants to teach us. It's as if God has placed these companions around us. It's like you're not alone. What does nature give to us? Provision, right? I mean, that's oftentimes right where we go. Everything that you and I, as a human species, needs to thrive on this planet is provided for in spades. And if that isn't enough, God's calling card is hidden in a word you and I think about a lot. I think probably when we first were attracted to our wives, right? I don't know about you, but mine didn't happen over an intellectual conversation. with Not at all. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know where I'm going. It's the calling card of beauty, It's a call out that says, hey, hey, I want your attention. Oh, (laughs) you got it. And you walk through the forest or you go through the gardens, in the botanical gardens in Denver, and you can't hurry. The botanical gardens are just full of overwhelming beauty. And God uses this beauty throughout creation to grab our attention, to get a hold of us, to say, hey, slow down. I'm offering you something here. Check it out. And that beauty is something we need to be held by today, and that's the gift of diversity. So many times, human beings just rail against diversity, right? Oh, no, we want unity, which sadly then is translated means that everything I want unity with has to be like me. Yes, it's more like uniformity as opposed to unity that they're talking about. Exactly. And somehow we've lost the message, the real offering of nature. It's like, look at how all this diversity is interconnected. 
and is complementary to each other, is supplementary to each other. That just rounds everything out and makes provision even that much better. There is the reality that we're discovering today, again and again, all the way down from microbiology to insects to mammals to fish to animals, that the balance of our lives is weighed and tied together through a living interconnectivity. We are all interconnected. And the sooner we realize what a precious and treasured gift that is, well, the sooner the air and the water will get cleaned up. We might actually start having rain again. We might take seriously things like population growth, which I'm not supposed to talk about, but I always get that in there whenever I can. Because the interconnectedness shows us that in nature, when things get out of hand, when radical imbalance takes place, then nature will compensate one way or another for that until balance is restored. And sometimes, as I look at climate change, I can't help but wonder, is that part of what's going on? Nature is reading herself very well and saying, oh, we're out of balance here. It's time. Things have to change, and things are changing. Last but not least, I just finished a program watching about the evolution that is taking place in sharks off the coast of Australia. That in one generation, the sharks are changing noticeably, and they're preparing themselves for warmer water. Isn't that interesting? So nature gives us all these gifts that sometimes can feel so threatening, but if we would just really practice our awareness and let it speak to us in our being, we might find that God has provided something very wonderful for us. When I first got into this, I almost was thinking of nature as just another outside of myself component, right? Like, and I'm going to objectify you and okay, you have something to teach me. Okay, winter is cold, I slow down. Spring comes, I'm starting to get excited. It rains, things blossom. Summer's here, hallelujah. I'm going bike riding, I'm going fishing. It's time to be alive. Fall comes, we start slowing down again and begin reflecting, I got it. But something happened to me during the pandemic or just shortly after it. I think all the way through the pandemic, as the seasons changed and I really began to miss people, in my imagination, in my contemplation, I began to see the seasons as friends, as companions, as people who... There, I said it, didn't I? As people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you yeah. did. Okay, Scott's just gone off the reservation. <laughs> so, as companions who come with a voice, and they are gradual upon their entrance, one begins arriving when the other companion slowly begins to leave. It's not a knock on the door like, I'm here and that one's gone. No, we have this transition period. And the companions come and they carry voices and they carry messages and invitations that are unique. And when I take a step back and I draw them in a circle, these companions who walk with me and offer life, and then they offer their own death, and then they are reborn with the coming season. 
I can begin to see the whole Paschal mystery unfold. I can begin to see that maybe life doesn't end, that time is not linear, but cyclical. And as I get older and I'm moving towards whatever winter will be my final winter, I can somehow be comforted with the message that winter, as part of the cycle, is never the end. It will lead to a different kind of springtime. And having just lost a daughter last December, I take all kinds of new comfort in that. It's really great. The companions of nature, these four seasons that come, round me out. I would like to stay in summer. Oh, yeah, you and I, we both like summer, and we really get off on our summertime. But as the seasons move through my life, and my life begins to walk with them, and I'm aging, the seasons open up for me personally, very personally, the value of each passing season, whether it's the passing season of my life or the passing season of one of my companions. When summer is here in full bloom, as somebody who just turned 69 years old, I can say to you, I can still hear its voice. It's like, get outside. You still have energy. Let's go. We're going to the mountains next week, and we're going to do our first attempt at paddleboarding. We're going to ride bikes at 9,500 feet altitude. And if I can get my wife to jump out of a plane, we'll do it together. So there is still that energy of summer that comes roaring through. Maybe not like I did when I was your age, but still it's there and alive. The seasons are the great balancing act. They're the ones who come and bring hope. They're the ones who remind me again and again that as we go through different times, different seasons of life, provision is always there, different forms, different ways. It's a good way, and it was a deep realization for me during the pandemic that in this way, a new way to call the seasons my companions is another way of saying, I'm really not alone. There is an intimate connection that God has given us one that has a changing face, quarter after quarter, year after year, decade after decade. It's the great gift of companionship, and it is ours to be personally and intimately explored. That's what I'm going to spend time writing about in the next two weeks. That's what I'm inviting everybody into, is just to really put it on your lens and think about the changing seasons as companions that God provides for us on the journey. We're not supposed to journey alone because we never are alone. That's God's promise and God's gift to us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Celtic Way Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this show, give a five-star rating, and write a review. Also, become a sustainable donor by going to CelticWay.org. Finally, be sure to like us on Facebook at Celtic Way.